Hello all, my name is Brittany and this is the Exposing Grief Podcast where I continue to remove that stigma of grief and expose it for what it truly is, which is that natural and healthy way of living and loving. I'll also be adding a little bit of a twist. So this podcast will expose the work behind honoring your grief journey, showing you the real hardships and the unbelievable beauty that grief can bring. I'm thrilled to have you here. So let's get to ending the grief stigma and beginning to build hope. Hello, my wonderful Exposing Grief listeners. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the holiday series that we wrapped up just this last Monday. And if you didn't take something away from every single episode, I at least hope you took something away from one of the episodes that you're able to implement in your grief journey. And a lot of the things that we talked about over the holiday series is also applicable outside of the holidays. So hopefully you're able to fill your toolbox a little bit and feel a little bit more equipped to continue moving forward and honoring your grief journey, learning how to grow around that loss, carry the loss with you, all of that fun stuff. And with that, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you've experienced a loss and you're doing exactly that. You're walking and honoring a grief journey. Regardless of where you are within your grief journey, you've probably recognized by now that everyone experiences and navigates grief a little differently. All our journeys are unique. From the type of loss we experience to the way in which grief manifests, we all walk the path of grief differently. However, despite knowing this, it's not uncommon for society and even ourselves at times to carry an expectation to express grief in the same way or in the exact same way that the person next to us is doing it. But guess what? There's no right way to grieve. There are many different approaches to grief, allowing anyone and everyone to grieve in a way that feels true to them. And one of the approaches I want to talk about today and really all this month is creative expression. And before I touch on some of the different ways to creatively express grief, I want to make sure that we first talk about what creative expression is and how it can benefit your grief journey. So creative expression creates a platform for the unspoken sorrow of grief. In other words, it allows you to tap into the mourning aspect of your grief journey. And if I haven't touched on this before, there is a difference between mourning and grieving. Do you have any idea what it might be? Have you heard this before? Have you heard of the mourning term? Grieving is the internal experience of grief. So that can be the emotions we feel internally. That can be our bodily response. That can be our thought process around the loss and grief. Whereas mourning is the external expression of grief. So this is how we are expressing our grief outside of our being, whether it's having conversations, whether it's writing about it, whether it's just openly crying. And we're going to talk about some of the creative creative ways we can express this grief and tap into this mourning aspect of the grief journey. And I have a YouTube video that goes a little bit more into detail with this concept of mourning versus grieving that I will put in the show notes so you guys can dig a little bit deeper into that if you're interested. So what's the purpose of creative expression? I'm glad you asked. We're going to talk about it. Creative expression allows you to put words to an experience or an emotion that you wouldn't otherwise know how to describe or express. So it encourages meaning making and continued bonds, which if you've listened to this podcast, you probably know by now that's a lot of the work that I do with my clients, is guiding them in finding meaning within their grief journey and then learning how to stay connected to their deceased loved ones. 
Creative expression can also evoke motion in others, allowing them to better understand your experience, which then encourages more effective support within your grieving process. So there's not only benefit in creative expression for yourself as the individual walking a grief journey, but it's also helpful for those who are trying to support you to better understand what you might be experiencing. So there's lots of good stuff. However, I do want a disclaimer. While there is great benefit in grief expression, I do want to caution that as with anything, there are times in which this approach to grief could be risky and could potentially cause more harm than good to the individual who's grieving. The cases in which creative expression may be risky is if you have unprocessed trauma that's attached to your grief, if you lack an ability to properly regulate emotions, or if you have a tendency to dissociate, which is this kind of outer body experience, you kind of pull away from your being as a way to protect to anything that's threatening your trauma. If any of these scenarios resonate with you, that's not to say don't do any form of creative expression ever at all, no way, stay away from it. No, everyone is welcome to engage in creative expression. If these different areas, if there's attached trauma, um, inability to regulate emotions, or you have a tendency to dissociate, if those are present for you, you may just want to approach creative expression with a little bit more caution. And then, of course, always, always, always consult with your therapist if you are concerned or worried about the impacts of incorporating something new into your grief work or if you become triggered when engaging in a form of creative expression. So not off limits, just something to be cautious around um, and be mindful of, which we should always be mindful of new things that we're implementing within our grief work. So what are these forms of creative expression? Let's talk about them. I'm going to break down four different forms, and of course, I'm sure there are more, but these are the four most common that I guide clients through and or that clients have actually implemented on their own and found it to be extremely helpful within their grief work process and just their grief journey in general. So the first one I want to cover, and this is probably the most common, is written word. So this is great for those who have a hard time with spoken word. The most common form of written word I encourage clients to engage in, and I will invite you to do as well if it feels like it's right for you and resonates, is letter writing. So this can be a letter to yourself, whether it's to your past, present, or future self. It can be a letter to your loved one, or you may find that you want to do both. So in this letter or these letters, whatever you decide to do, you may have certain things you want to share with your past, present, or future self. You may have questions you want to ask your loved one that maybe you never got answers around or you never had a chance to ask them. Or it could be wishes for your loved one. And also be sure to check out my YouTube video that, yes, the link is in the show notes, but it talks about grief wishes and goes a little bit more into um, depth on that. So let me ask you a question. If you were to write a letter, who would you write to first and foremost? Would it be yourself? Would it be your loved one? Or would it maybe be both? And then what would you say in that letter? And this isn't anything that you need to do right now, which yes, of course, if you're like, oh my gosh, get me on this train, I'm going to do it. Pause this episode, write a letter, come back, or just jot some different ideas down and do it in a different designated time. But for right now, you can just think about it. Is letter writing something that you might want to do? And if so, who would you write to? And what would you say? Other popular forms of written word are poems, writing a book, whether it be a memoir, educational, self-help, inspirational. A lot of individuals who have experienced a transformative loss have found themselves writing a book. Of course, that doesn't resonate with everybody, and that's not going to be part of everyone's journey, but it's not uncommon for this to be 
a result of their grief work and their grief journey. Also, journaling is a very big thing and something that I also um, prescribe in air quotes to my clients to help them process the grief. The second form I want to highlight is for my artsy listeners out there. It's the creative expression of arts and crafts. So for those of you who are artsy, you may find that creating a drawing or painting is a more comfortable or possibly safer way for you to express your grief. So you might want to create a drawing or a painting that depicts how you experience your grief. Or it may be one that reflects your loved one and who they were and what they meant to you. Other ways you might express grief through arts and crafts are through pottery or ceramics, abstract art, scrapbooking, personal item quilting, memory display, all that kind of stuff. When I lost my childhood dog, um, there's a link in my podcast episode that goes a little bit more into depth of what happened and my experience with that. But when I lost my childhood dog, Bougeau, I created a quilt full of pictures of her. I wanted something that our family could remember her by, and this was the best way I knew how to do that, as well as the best way I knew how to process the grief around having lost Bougeau. So that was one of the ways I creatively expressed my grief for the loss of my dog. Now, for the listeners who resonate more with music and movement, you may find this avenue to express your grief a little more approachable than the first two I covered. A popular musical outlet for grief is for individuals to create a playlist of songs that either represent your person or your relationship with that person, or that remind you of your person and the relationship with them. You may also find that you'd rather write a song in honor or in memory of your deceased loved one. Dance also is a great outlet, whether you're creating your own or you're putting all that you have into your favorite dance routine. This can be another way to express grief when your words just won't cut it or they aren't accessible. So are there any of you who are listening to this that are thinking, gosh, maybe I want to write a song or maybe I want to put a playlist together that I turn on really hard grief days. Or do I want to dance? Do I want to move? The last form of creative expression I want to talk about is called externalization, which is a concept that comes from the narrative therapy approach. And this technique allows clients to separate from whatever obstacle they're navigating. So this can be anything. It can be grief, anxiety, depression, alcoholism, whatever it might be. But for the purpose of this podcast, I will speak to externalization in regards to grief. However, like I said, it can be used for any sort of mental health battle. So externalization is the process in which you make grief its own entity. Okay, you may be asking yourself, why would somebody do this? (laughs) There's a couple of different reasons. One, it allows you to separate your identity from grief. Two, it can make grief more tangible. And three, you are able to gain a sense of control within your grief journey. There are times where it feels like grief is all-consuming and I have no control over my life. Externalization helps eliminate or reduce that, allowing you to regain some control, which is going to help you navigate your process a little bit better. Okay, great. But how do I do this? Thank you for asking. Let's talk about it. So we do this through a simple four-step process. Step number one. You want to describe your grief. So what are the grief's mannerisms? How does it sound? What's its size? How does it look? Any way that you would describe a person or something outside yourself, that is what you are doing here with grief. Step one, describe the grief. Step number two, you then want to name or title the grief. 
Or in other words, how do you want to refer to grief when talking about it? Do you want to call it grief? Do you want to call it Billy Bob? Do you want to call it the black cloud? Whatever makes sense to you and however it shows up and interacts with you, you get to choose its name and its title. Step three, you identify grief's manifestation. In other words, how does it show up? Does it come on really sudden? Is it really quiet? Is it kind of sneaky? How does it show up into your world and how does it present once it's there? Which then leads into the last step is identifying grief's influence or impact. So once it's there, once it's shown up, what does grief do? How does it influence you? How does it impact you? What does it say to you? Does it shift your thought process? Does it influence how you navigate the day? Really being able to highlight what that looks like is going to help you create grief as its own entity outside of you, which is then also going to allow you to explore who you are in addition to the grief, which I have a YouTube video The link is down there that talks about how you can kind of reclaim your independence from grief. So I'm curious your thoughts on these. Was there one or two that really resonated with you more than the others? Do you already use some of these? Or is there possibly a form of creative expression that you already turned to that I didn't cover? Whatever it is, I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to message me on Instagram at exposing underscore grief to share how creative expression is helping you along your grief journey. And now that you have some different ways to express grief, this month, we're going to focus on different approaches to processing grief. Similar to expressing grief, we all process grief in different ways. And we, in the helping profession, realize not all modalities or approaches work for everyone. So throughout the month of December, I'm going to be sitting down with guests who either offer or have gone through themselves different approaches to processing grief. Some speak to professional services, while others speak to different things you can implement on your own. So be sure to stick around and tune in to the different types we'll discuss throughout all of this month, while also continuing to come back to this episode if needed to tap into this creative expression and allow yourself to have these in your toolbox as well. As always, I love to connect with my listeners, so please don't hesitate to reach out via email or Instagram. You can find all that information in the show notes below. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and playing a part in removing the stigma of grief one episode at a time. We'll chat soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Exposing Grief. I want you to know that you are playing an important part in removing that stigma of grief and in turn creating a world where expression of love for our living and deceased loved ones is acceptable and welcomed. For that, I am forever grateful to you. If you resonated with this episode today, please share it with someone you believe would benefit or I welcome any and all reviews so it's easier for others who need this hope in their life to find me. Here's to honoring your grief journey and empowering others to do the same. Until next time.